This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Brian McFadden is a CBS Sports HQ football analyst. He is outstanding at that job. He's a two-time Super Bowl champion, so he's pretty outstanding at that job, too, at BMAC underscore Sports Talk on the Twitter X thing that is a social media app that doesn't know what its own name is. And um, BMAC, good morning. We're gonna, I, I want to do with you, if this is okay, what we did on the show. I want to ask you very to start off about what happened in Kansas City, and then maybe we can transition to some football if that, if that works for you. Yeah, no question. I, whatever direction you want to go, I'm ready to go. So you are a guy that has, has won these, 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 these major events. You've been a two-time Super Bowl champ. You've been to, obviously, uh, Super Bowl parades. What happened yesterday was 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 horrible. Is there any conclusion a city like Kansas City can can reach if they have another one? The NFL can reach. Is there? I mean, we're talking about gun violence, right? We're not talking about football here, and it's such a it feels like intractable problem in a country where we are pretty divided. Is there anything from your experience that that gives you any insight on how you go about doing these things going forward? Because someone is going to win the Super Bowl every year for the years ahead. You know, that, that's a great question, Bill. Unfortunately, what happened yesterday was something we've never experienced before, as long as I can remember, um, celebrating the reigning Super Bowl champions in a parade fashion. I've never experienced or seen that before. So, yes, moving forward, you have to really consider, you know, all things in regards to, you know, someone just – not being, you know, mindful and, and want to cause harm to individuals. So, Bill, maybe, you know, the same thing that they utilize and have in airports, you know, making sure you go through, you know, you know, weapon scans and metal scans and stuff like that to make sure you don't have any weapons on you. Who knows? Um, but that, that would be difficult to embrace, but that might be the new norm. Because what we saw yesterday is unacceptable. You know, when you talk about a celebratory parade to celebrate your champions in your city, think about 
what Kansas City did. I don't, I don't think anyone was – it was almost like a holiday there in Kansas City. You didn't have to go to school. You didn't have to go to work. Uh, I don't know if that's confirmed or not, but I know that's what we did in Pittsburgh. You know, when we had operates, it was pretty much, you know, an off day for employees, adults, you know, kids, uh, children didn't have to go to school. And that's why we had so many people there. And if you look at the numbers, I would think it was kind of the same situation. And hearing that so many kids were there to celebrate their favorite NFL players, Kansas City Chiefs players, the Pat Mahomes of the world, Travis Kelsey's, you know what I mean, Isaiah Pacheco, Chris Jones, and children just to go out and have a great day. And next thing you know, they're they're running for their lives. You know, adults great... running for their lives. So you might have to have a situation where people go through metal detectors, uh, uh, metal scans to make sure no one is kept carrying any weapons on them before entering or parading in their future. It's a great idea. I, I've been to festivals. I've been to festivals in Chicago where, right, there are huge areas, Grant Park, but I've had to go through metal detectors. So it, it is a it is a workable idea uh, talking to Brian McFadden here on the show. BMAC turning back to the actual football uh, of 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 Sports Talk Radio, Steve Wilkes is no longer the defensive coordinator of the Niners. He has been fired by by Kyle Shanahan. What do you make of uh, of this decision? Yo, you know, Bill, I'm surprised, but then I'm kind of not surprised. Uh, throughout the year, you know, San Francisco played fairly good football on the defensive side, you know, and then kind of things kind of slowed down. I think when you look at, you know, what happened against Baltimore, the points that were allowed, now granted, there were a lot of turnovers. I think Baltimore had five turnovers. But that kind of opened up a Pandora's box in regards to what you can do to be successful against San Francisco. And then those things surfaced in the playoffs. You know, Aaron Jones averaged around six, six yards a carry uh, for Green Bay in the playoffs. Green Bay lost, but they had success running the football. Detroit, uh, I think they ran for over 180 yards total on the ground. Detroit lost, but, you know, their offense had success running the football. So in the playoffs, San Francisco defense actually didn't play bad. They played pretty good. But if you look at the personnel that they have on their defense, Bill, when you look at the guys on all three levels, the defensive front is loaded by highly invested players, either first-round picks or guys that are in their second and third contracts deserving and getting paid a lot of money. Look at the run, the linebackers. Dre Greenlaw, yes, he went down with that injury, but you know Greenlaw and, and Fred Warner, two of the best duo of inside backers in the National Football League. Then you look at Jarvarius Ward and the rest of the guys, and they were missing Telefonga, of course, but they still had depth. So it felt like this was a a overdrawn process. And the only thing that probably could have saved his job, unfortunately, and I don't say – I'm not saying it's it's right, but would probably be winning the Super Bowl. That that would probably be it. Because when D'Amico Ryan was on that sideline, we know that defense was rolling. Very, very physical defense. They were dominant. And, and they were sustaining that level of play, and we just didn't really see it as we thought we would see from San Francisco throughout the playoff run. BMAC, what is you know if you're if you're Domingo Ryan's, if you are Vic Fangio, if you are Spags, who obviously has had a remarkable impact on on the Chiefs, if you're Steve Wilkes, what is the impact you have on a defense from a tactical perspective? versus an inspiration perspective. I mean, are there are there some defensive coordinators who get the guys fired up and they play harder for them, but the tactics aren't quite as in line? Is it is it all? To, what do you need from a D.C. to be effective? Obviously, you're a guy who has been through this and can speak to this. Man, some of the best coordinators, you know, that I've been around, they always had a why. 
they always had a why. Okay, so this is how it goes, Bill. You know, game prep, let's say a Wednesday, uh, first day of practice, getting ready for a Sunday ball game. We go over our game plan for this upcoming week. Each week the game plan changes. Not drastically, but there's minute changes every week in the game plan. Defensively, Dick LeBeau for Pittsburgh, he will always give us our game plan, and he will get, go through the whys and why we're inserting this particular play or these plays for this particular team. So now it's not about telling us what we're going to do, but he's telling us why we're doing what we're doing. It's no different than when you have a debate and someone answers your question. You feel more comfortable in receiving their answer when they give you their why, right? Okay, BMAC, we're playing a quarter, quarter, six, a quarter, quarters. I need my cornerbacks to be inside, and here's why, right? You're going to be inside because you don't have any safety help. So if they get an inside breaking route, you're pretty much on an island because your safety is gone. He is leaving you. So that's why I need you to be inside on the backside of six, on the backside of that quarter's coverage because you're pretty much playing zero technique. You have no help. And if they throw an outbreaking coverage, you have the ability to utilize the sideline to help you tackle the catch. But if they hit you, hit a slant – hit a wide receiver on a slant right route in stride, and if you're not where you need to be, meaning inside leverage, he might hit his head on the goalpost. Simple as that. So great coordinators explain coverages, and they tell you why they're doing these coverages. They tell you why we're doing these blitz concepts, and now it makes everyone who's all in on that defensive side, who's participated in those plays, feel more comfortable in understanding and knowing what the strength of the, strength of the defense is and what the weakness of the defense is. Brian McFadden here on the show. BMAC, let me pull back the curtain a little bit for people to, to get to this question. Uh, when I'm doing CBS Sports HQ, I'm sure like you, I'll, I'll go on early. They'll say, can you hear programming? And yesterday I'll say, oh, yeah, I can. I see Prisco. I see BMAC. They say, okay, you wait. So I watched the segment. Yesterday, Prisco did like an 11-minute, if I remember right, riff on why. I, I think I came in late to this, why the Eagles had a championship loss hangover and you made a face and Amanda the host said what and I think you guys didn't have time I just want to understand Prisco thought the 10 and 1 Eagles had a championship hangover is that was that the conversation you guys were having basically and my thing is this usually when you see a Super Bowl hangover it usually provides a slow start to the season right that's that's usually what I think of when someone mentions Hey, they have a Super Bowl hangover. They can start off and they may be two and six in the first eight games, could be, you know, three and, and, and seven in the first ten games. But heck, Philly would they were ten and one at one point in time. They were ten and one and then the right. collapse happened. Right? So I don't consider that a Super Bowl hangover because they started off winning ball games. However you want to say, and Prisco was saying that, well, they were barely winning games. I can care less. Barely winning and winning. They all count for the same thing. A dub. Right, so that's why I disagree. Me personally, I think the rails went off the track. The train went off the went off the track when they decided to change play callers on the defensive side. And the reason why I say that's where that collapse happened, especially on the defensive side, is that Matt Patricia and Sean Desai are two different coordinators. They see things differently. So basically, the defenders on the defensive side, they had to go through training camp during the midst of the season because they had to kind of learn a new strategy, a new scheme with the new play caller and Matt Patricia, which is never a good thing because during the season, for our listeners, Bill, you only have legit two, two legit practice days for Sunday, Wednesday and Thursday. Friday is not necessarily a walkthrough, but it's kind of a walkthrough. 
So you mean to tell me they made a play caller change during the midst of the season, and these guys, the Eagles defensive players, they got to get everything down packed and feel comfortable with, with the new calls and the new schemes in a matter of two days? That's almost impossible. Yeah, I mean, far be it for me to criticize Pete Prisco, but having been an expert of actual hangovers, what it sounds like he's describing is I go out on a Friday, I, I, you know, I, I get a little knocked up, I have a good time, I'm having fun, I wake up Saturday, I feel great, and then I'm hungover on Monday. Like that doesn't—the hangover is literally preceding the event. That's—I'm with you. Um, the Eagles, per this conversation, Detroit. Anyone else you want to throw in the mix? Who are teams that you think, despite their lack of success making a Super Bowl this past year, are legitimate NFC contenders next season, given the variables we, we currently know? Oh, good question. Legit NFC contenders. Yes, Detroit would be my number one. I would number actually. One. Yeah, I would have Detroit. I would have Detroit number one. Um, I don't know. We don't know what San Francisco is going to do as a D, uh, you know, as a play caller. Well, I'm sorry, Philly. You know, we talked about Philly. So outside of San Francisco, yeah, I would have Detroit number one. I just love their balance, Bill. Bill, they should have played for a Super Bowl. Yeah, they should have been the team in the Super Bowl. And I say, and I tell you this much: when you factor in the balance and how well the offense have performed, they probably would have had a little more success against Kansas City than San Francisco did. So I would have Detroit my number one. Um, when you look at Philadelphia, and there's, see, there's a lot of unknowns with some of these teams, you know, with the Seattle Seahawks of the world, uh, you know, transitioning to, uh, you know, some other teams. But I'll tell you a team that I think could make some hate. If they add some pieces, spend some money, and, and, and have a heck of a free agency period, I like the Rams. I, I like the Rams. How, Bill, how did the Rams make the playoffs this year? How? Yeah, I mean, it's a very Mike Tomlin kind of, right? Like, wow, that guy can coach. Kind like, of reality. Think about this, Think about this, Bill. The Rams made the playoffs with players in the month of August we didn't know anything about. Puka Nakua, Brian Turner, Kyron Williams, we, we, they had they made the playoffs with guys in August. This past August, we really didn't know anything about. And they finally have a first round draft pick, if I'm not mistaken. You know, the last what six years or so, they didn't have picks, basically first rounders. So Sean McVay, this was his best coaching job outside of the year they won the Super Bowl, in my opinion, because I don't know how they made the playoffs. But I would have Seattle. I would have Detroit number one. Uh, I would put yeah Philly. Uh, hopefully they can get things right on both sides of football. And I will have the Rams up there as well. BMAC, a quick quick last one for you. The Steelers are really who I'm thinking about here. But if you're any team like the Steelers where you feel like you have a pretty good football team but you have a, a deficit at the most important position in the NFL, the quarterback position, how aggressively do you think you should go after a Justin Fields if he is on the trade market because the Bears have that pick or a Baker Mayfield or any other name that I should be throwing at you? You got to be aggressive. It's a quarterback league, Bill. Bill, I say this every week when I'm watching football, when I'm breaking down football games. If you don't have a quarterback, it's the field feels like it's 150 yards. It feels like you got to drive 150 yards to score a touchdown, meaning it takes longer. It feels like it's a harder task when you don't have a quarterback. You feel what I'm saying? Like other teams, it's a, it's an easy hundred yards you got to go when you got a quarterback. But when, if you don't have a quarterback, you got to go an extra fifty. And for Pittsburgh, right now, when you look at 
teams that are thriving championship caliber teams, they have an answer at the quarterback position. With Pittsburgh, with Kenny Pickett, there's still a lot of unknowns. So if there's an opportunity, you have to entertain it is what I'm saying. You have to entertain a Justin Fields. Heck, if you feel like Justin Fields and Kenny Pickett kind of might be in the same neighborhood, well, let's entertain Kirk Cousins. What, what, Cousins let's entertain yeah. Kirk Cousins. Because yeah. Kirk Cousins can play football. The only concern would be the Achilles. But, heck, I just saw him dancing last week. On, oh, he's dancing uh, again? Where? Uh, he was dancing. He did a, a skit with uh, – who was it? Was it Cam Jordan? He did a dancing skit. Oh, I missed um, it. With, with, I think with the Chippendale dancers in Vegas. And he looked fairly healthy. Because I saw him so, dancing in an Imagine Dragons concert at the Super Bowl in Minneapolis. And he was standing three feet from me. And he was into it, BMAC. I mean, th- I'm not sure he had moves, but he thought like he was – he went full Patrick Swayze with his commitment. Man, exactly. So, Kirk Cousins was playing some real good football before his injury. And you, you have to entertain this, man, because in a division where you're going to see Joe Burrow, Lamar Jackson, and a healthy Deshaun Watson twice a year with, with, with good defensive plays as well, defensive players, you better have a quarterback that can go to, that can go to battle. And dance. Brian McFadden crushing it on the show. BMAC, appreciate you, buddy. Thanks for uh... – Thanks for for breaking all this down and and making some time for us. Uh, Thank you for having me, Bill. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. Back clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You said my world on even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 